Welcome to The Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mom of six kids, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Payne Show. This episode is going to just be very newsy. We have a lot of things that have happened just in the last week that we want to update you on. And we're going to tell you a crazy travel story, plus just tell you how cold showers are going, talk about sourdough, talk about a book I finished recently, share about my trip to Kansas, talk about how my definition of cold is changing. We're going to talk about some other health-related things that I am exploring and trying and sunshine before screens, going to bed early, just all the things. Who knows what else we're going to talk about? And I'm also going to recommend this little book light that I have fallen in love with. In fact, our whole family has fallen in love with. But let's start at the very top, Jesse. Last episode that you and I did, we talked about cold showers. And this one elicited, is that the right word? A lot of responses from people. Really? Um, And I think a lot of people think that we're crazy. One of my friends is about ready to come and do an intervention with me. Um, If she can get here. Yes. Speaking of cold, we are recording when we are, we're not snowed in, but school is canceled. I don't want to go out driving. It's not whether you want to be out driving in and it is cold. And um, so the update since the last time we talked about cold showers, um, I have attempted it twice. Oh, twice. Let's just say I that, only knew it once. that each attempt... <laughs> Get shorter and shorter has not been very successful, <laughs> but I, hey, I am, doing it. I am still trying. And I was watching this clip on Instagram talking about how this cold shower thing has kind of become all the rage. It's becoming very popular. And they were saying how it's not right to do it where you think that if you've never taken a cold shower before you do a cold plunge for three minutes or you do a cold shower for three minutes, your body needs to acclimate yes. to it. And yes. that's part of the process yes. of your body learning. It's like you're stretching your mm-hmm. muscles, you're training yourself. And so they said, start with 15 seconds. So, yep. so, so that's where I'm at right now. You're doing good. I mean, backstory, I've been doing this for quite a while off and on. I mean, I, probably a year ago, I think is when I started because we were doing 75 hard. And so I just started throwing that in as I was doing 75. Don't shake your head at me. Um, and let's do 75 hard and so, let's throw in some cold showers. But because my understanding was doing the cold showers was part of the, of the after um, part of 75 hard. So once you successfully complete it, you do cold shower. I think it was two minutes a day. I don't remember which one it was. So I was just throwing it in and I started out with 30 seconds at a time. And because I was thinking about that this morning, that 30 seconds used to feel really hard. And then every once in a while I'd get up to a minute if I was doing good. And now I'm routinely staying in for three minutes. So one thing that you've noticed though, as you have kind of switched, as we've been on this journey of, we talked about it 
in our last episode, learning about circadian rhythms and sunshine before screens and getting up in the morning when it's dark and not turning on any artificial lights. We're going to talk more about that, but you have been starting your day with cold showers versus you used to, I think you would take them later on in the day. Later in the day, right. And it's supposed to be, from everything I've researched, really good to start out your day with a cold shower or to have, if you're going to have a cold shower, having it earlier in the day versus you mm-hmm. don't want to do it right before bed because of how... It just stimulates your body yes. and keeps you up. And, right. Yeah. But you have said that you, you've you noticed a big difference by doing that. Yeah. And and I don't know if it's the, the cold shower by itself or coupled with the... I'm not as good as you as far as the artificial light in the morning. I'm trying better. Um, but trying to keep things not as lit, well lit in the early morning when waking up. Um, I found I'm, I'm not as um, tired, draggy in the, in the afternoon, early afternoon. Usually I would get to a point where it's like, oh, I'm, something, it hits. And since I've been doing this, it's not, I've, I've not had that. Well, and I'm not taking a cold shower first thing in the morning because I might not get out of bed if I knew I had to oh, take a cold it's shower t- it's very tempting. first thing. Very tempting. This morning was so awful. cold. But I've been bundling up and going out on a walk first thing. Now I will have I will say I can't wait until summer because my theory is, and I'm pretty sure it's accurate, that cold showers in the winter, even though it's on the same cold setting they are a lot colder than say in the spring or summer. So I'm, while I take that cold shower, I'm just thinking, put it off to, you know, wait till summer, just summer's right around the corner. Either that or close my eyes and think I'm on a beach somewhere or something. You know, it's like, so. Mind over matter, mind over matter. But I've been getting dressed very warmly and then going out on a walk. So it's, it's kind of a version of a cold shower, not quite as cold, but that you're having this cold air and that your body is having to warm itself up, which Uh that's what in in the mornings, it's like helping your body warm itself up. And so doing things like you can stick your head in a bowl of ice water. That's kind of a good way to segue in the snow into cold showers. But anyway, people are going to stop listening to the podcast because they're thinking like (laughs) you were weird. (laughs) We have lost our minds. Um, but cold cold is good for your lungs though. It is supposed to be just really good for you. I mean, to a degree, obviously you want to everything in degrees smart about that. But the interesting thing. So since I think it was about December 20th, 21st, I have been every single morning getting up and going outside pretty much first thing, not turning on any lights, going outside and then trying to have my first light in my eyes be the sun rising. And I haven't done this perfectly, but I have, I'm getting really good at being able to go to the bathroom in the dark, get dressed in the dark. I just find if I have everything kind of all laid out there, I can feel around and figure out what, you know, I always, when I get dressed in the dark though, for the actual day, because some mornings I will, it's dark that I will get dressed for the day. 
before it is even light. And so then when it actually becomes light, I have to look down and make sure before I go see people that I have put my clothes on correctly. Well, um, well that's what's funny is that because we're using um, like a, a red tinted light to help illuminate, for instance, in my gym, I've got, I put up some red LEDs, which is, it's really fun working out when the red LEDs, but I have, my weights are different colors. You cut their color coded for, you know, 45 pound bumpers are, are blue and then got different one colors. And with the red light, you can't tell the difference because they all look the same it, because of the wavelength that's being reflected off of that, that particular color in the red light. Because it's of fascinating. it's something about what red does and there's a whole scientific thing, but that it's so much better for your eyes in the morning in if dark. you haven't mm-hmm. seen the sun yet. Um, so what is also interesting is just my definition of cold has been changing. I still don't want to do cold showers, but I went to Kansas. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit uh, for the weekend with my family. And so many people online were like, Crystal, okay, so you've been talking about going outside and spending out time outside and taking walks and how you're becoming more of an outdoors person. But that's because you live in Tennessee. Let's see you try to have this same sort of mindset when you go to Kansas, where it was negative degrees some of the time, lots of snow and ice. Wind. And wind. Yes. Kansas has the icy, icy wind. And so people don't know me very well, because if you say that to me, that does not deter me one little bit. That in fact, ignites and fuels this fire of challenge accepted. And so whenever I was in Kansas, I went outside and walked and I realized, you know, like, there's the adage that says there's no such thing as bad weather. There's only bad clothing or there's no such thing as poor weather. There's only poor clothing. And it is pretty true. Although, I mean, I haven't tried negative 40 degrees weather yet, but I was in, it was negative one, two, three when I was in Kansas and I went out for a walk and with multiple layers on. And my dad even gave me one of those face shield things. I don't even know what they're called, but it's the thing that you wrap around your face. So mm-hmm. I posted a picture on Instagram, but literally you could only see basically my eyes. Um, it wasn't that cold. Mm-hmm. And so layering makes a huge difference. And I haven't went out and bought anything. I just am using what I already have and making it work. And I've just been so surprised. So this morning when I came back to Tennessee, which again, we'll talk about in a minute. It was a snowstorm and ice and all these things. Um, and it's been very cold here. But this morning we had a heat wave because when I went to go out on my morning walk, it was 21 degrees and it felt balmy out there. And I was like, I can stay outside for hours at this at this rate. Um, the, the temperature did drop since then. But it's just interesting how you learn and you adapt mm-hmm. and you find things that work and you you grow and you change. And I think that that's been a really cool thing for me to challenge myself outside of my comfort zone and to see my comfort zone moving right. and changing. Well, that's the whole concept behind the cold exposure is that you're trying to get out of your comfort zone and challenge yourself to do hard things. Yeah. So speaking of Kansas, I 
promised you a crazy travel story. Um, so I went to visit my parents this weekend. I was actually supposed to go in November. I was going to surprise my mom. It's her 70th birthday. And then there was some sickness and some things that came up and I wasn't able to go. So we moved my trip to January, not knowing that my mom was going to be having a lot of health issues. And I was so glad that I was able to go. It was just perfect timing because it's just been a hard, probably I would say six weeks for her. And so I was just grateful to be able to be there with my parents. And I brought Micah with me and I had some delays getting into Kansas, but it all worked out. And we knew that there was a storm that was coming but I was supposed to be leaving on Sunday to go back. And it was kind of, there's this little window. And if I didn't get back on Sunday, there was a good chance that I was going to be stuck in Kansas or stuck in Dallas for at least a few days, just with how the weather was looking. And so I kind of had said, if I make it out of Kansas on time, like if my flight is on time, then I think I'll be able to get back to Nashville that day. If my flight is delayed, it might just be better for me to stay in Kansas. And so we were watching my flight like a hawk, watching it, watching it, watching it, not delayed, not delayed, not delayed. And as soon as I got to the airport, got up to go through security, we look at the TV monitor. My dad was still with me and he was helping me carrying the stuff with Micah. And we see that the flight the inbound flight that I was supposed to then be outbound on was quite a bit delayed. And there was no way for that flight to get in and then to flip the plane and us to get on and for me to be able to then make my connection. And so I was like, okay, we prayed and prayed about whether I was supposed to get on this flight. And now it's changed right as I'm at the airport. And they hadn't even said that my flight was delayed, but it was just pretty obvious that that was probably going to be the case. And right. It was a challenge because I did not want to be stuck in Dallas. Like that was my big thing. I just prayed and prayed and prayed that I would not be stuck in Dallas because we've had some real, real special, experience. yes. special experiences yep. being stuck in Dallas. One time we were stuck there for four days. Um And that is why I never check my luggage and always prep that, there's going to be delays. But so I just, I looked and I was able to get on a, so the flight was delayed. So I was able to then get a ticket for a later flight out of Dallas. And it really was looking like that flight's going to go out. And if I don't get out now, I'm going to be stuck here in, in Kansas for three more days, at least just because of how the weather was looking. And so went ahead and just took the delayed flight, got to Dallas and because I was then on a later flight, had to wait for a few more hours, but the the later flight wasn't delayed. I was thinking, this is great. Okay, I'm not going to get into Nashville until maybe 11, 11.30 at night, but it's all going to be okay. Micah was doing great. And so, by the way, I found some amazing nursing mother's rooms at the Dallas airport. So if you are a nursing or a pumping mom and you are traveling through Dallas, do, do, um, very much. I highly recommend do, 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 um, (laughs) look on the, um, it's not on the app. You just search for like DFW nursing rooms and a 18 is a really good one, but C 13 and 14 is even better. And it's brand new and it's not as widely known anyway. 
So we hung out in those rooms and we did some things and we just tried to pass the time and he was doing great. So we get on the flight and there was some delay. Well, then they said we were going to have to be de-iced, but there was a long line of planes needing to be de-iced because the storm was coming in. Then it was starting to snow in Dallas. And um, so we sat just right at the gate and we sat there and we sat there for two hours. And gratefully, Micah fell asleep. And so he slept the whole time. But at this point, I'm thinking, you know, are we going to get out of here? And they kept being like, they say it's five more minutes. It's five more minutes, you know, and then it would be 25 more minutes. And then they say we're next in line. You know, it just, it, well, it's taking longer than we think it's going to, you know, and just, and then they finally get on. It was at 11, I think it was 1130 at this point. They mm-hmm. get on and they said, well, it's our turn now, finally, but the pilots have timed out or they're going to be timing out by the time we would get up in the air. And, you know, so we aren't going to be able to fly to Nashville tonight. And um, because it's weather related, we won't put you up in hotels. Unfortunately, like there's nothing we can do, but get on the app and try to get a flight as soon as you can, because they're going to go quickly. So my app had not been working all day. So I um, couldn't get, I got on the app, could not get the ticket to work. Finally was able to get a flight that was would leave at three the next day. But here, like by the time we got off the plane, it was midnight. And by the time we looked into, I thought, oh, I'll just stay at the Grand Hyatt that's right there at the Dallas airport. Well, me and everyone else that got <laughs> stranded at Dallas had that idea. So mm-hmm. by the time that it's midnight, there were absolutely no rooms left. We looked online, we called, and you started looking at area hotels. But the problem was, is that it was snowing and windy and freezing outside. And I had Micah and it's past midnight now. And the thought of going outside and waiting for a shuttle to take me to another hotel, I've done that before late, late at night. And because the shuttles don't run very often when it's late at night, because they're not hardly picking up anyone, Mm -hmm. you can wait for 20 minutes. And it's also hard to find where do you connect with the shuttle. And I've had some miscommunications. And so then you might end up that you're at the wrong place and then you have to walk a long ways. And it's like, it just can become a really difficult thing. And you do not want to be doing it with an 18 month old when it is frigid cold outside. Mm -hmm. So the thought of walking out of the airport, I just didn't want to do that. But I also was like, what am I going to do? My flight is not until 3 PM tomorrow. And I was just, it was that feeling of it had been such a long day already. And I was so tired and just stopping. And I had to really calm myself down. Honestly, I had to preach a lot of truth to myself. Cause at that point, like I just felt overwhelmed. Like I was like, I don't want to do this, but I have to like, it was like, put on your big girl pants and preach to yourself, what you preach to other people of God is faithful, even in hard circumstances. And so I started praying and I was just like, God, I don't know what to do. I need help. I, I, you know, don't have a flight until 3 p.m. tomorrow. And I'm here with an 18 month old who has already gone through a lot today and he needs to sleep. And I just, I don't know what to do. And I don't know who to ask to help. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. 
If you've heard me talk at all over the last few years, you know that I went through a season where I had very severe seasonal allergies and it took me a while to figure out what was triggering it and it was debilitating. If you've ever suffered from this, I actually had my polyps got really swollen in my nose and then I got chronic rhinitis so I could not smell out of my nose. And not only that, but I would have these really awful headaches, the kind that just kept me from being able to enjoy my life. And I started going to an ENT, and one of the things that he recommended was Claritin D. And so for a time period, I took Claritin, and it was such a help to me. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. It works so well. I am a living testament to how well it works. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. So if you've ever suffered from seasonal allergies, if you can relate to kind of some of the things that I have experienced and you want some relief... I highly recommend checking out Claritin D. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart, and I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in, and all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Amoir makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Amoir, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. 
All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for new-to-use styles. Now, I mentioned on the podcast recently that I have been pregnant or breastfeeding for four and a half years, and that season of my life came to a close recently, and I was like, I forgot I can wear normal clothes again that don't need to be breastfeeding friendly or constantly changing in sizes with a postpartum body. And so now I'm left with trying to figure out, well, what do I wear? What is my style? I can't even remember. And styles have changed so much in the last few years. And so I've been having fun experimenting with different types of clothing. And I love that Amoir has allowed me to try some different styles of jeans and kind of step outside my comfort zone and figure out what I love, what works for my body type, and to not have spent money on things that I was like, "Mm, actually, this doesn't work after I wore it a few times and realized I don't really like it. And so it's been a great opportunity for me to try out some new things and help me to define my personal style. And I also love that the style quiz, the different suggestions that they gave after I took the style quiz, it was right in line with what I would want to wear. And so I have just loved this service and I would love for you to get to try it out and get a great deal. Right now, my listeners can give Amoir a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit amoir.style forward slash crystal. That is amoir.style A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash crystal to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Amoire today. Customer service is completely overbooked. The lines were super long. like, And so I just felt this real prompting I to go back to my gate because I had walked a long ways because I was actually thinking I was going to be going to the Grand Hyatt. So I had walked to be able to go in that direction. And so I walked all the way back to my gate and the gate agents who had been helping us were still there. There were still a few people and they were helping them. And so I was like, I'm just going to ask them if I can get on standby um, on an earlier flight because I already have a flight. And so I just went up there and I said, you know, I have a three o'clock flight. I was just wondering, is there any way that I could get on standby on an earlier flight? They were just the most kindest, gracious people. And I thought, who knows how long that they have been here for? And they didn't need to help me. Like I already had a ticket. They could have just been like, you got a ticket, go with that. But instead, there were two of them at the computers and they both stopped. The one guy was helping another lady and he started helping me because he was on hold to help this other lady and started helping the lady and they start looking on the computer and they go, well, there's a flight, there's a eight o'clock flight and there is a seat in first class that we can give to you. And she, and I was sort of like, I don't know about like, and she's like, ma'am, you are here with a baby and 
you are going to be here all night. Like we are giving you this first class ticket. And so the two of them had to work. I mean, it took them probably 20 minutes to finagle the system because I was traveling with an infant. Like I didn't even know you could travel in first class with an infant, but they had to do quite a bit of things and they were doing it really quickly, like making sure to keep that ticket held because they were like, if we, if we don't, if we somehow like unhold the ticket, they're like, somebody's going to snatch it up. And so they were just went out of their way above and beyond. And then, so they got me that first class ticket, which was so kind on an 836 flight, which is way better than 3 PM. And then, um, I said, what do you, do you guys think that it's okay if I, um, stay in the nursing mother's room tonight? And they're like, I don't see why not. Like, yeah. So I spent at least four hours of the night in the nursing mother's room, someone did bang on the door in the middle of the night and try to figure out who was in there. Like they were just checking out to see if somebody was in there. Um, but that was such a gift because then Micah was able to sleep. They had a chair in there that sort of reclined and I could sort of put my feet up and then I could dim the lights. And it was just such a gift. I don't know that Micah would have slept out in the blaring, you know, glaring light with all the noise. Cause there were so many people that were spending the night. And so there was just such a gift. Well, then the next morning, uh, I, we got up like at four 30 cause I was trying to see if I could get a room at the minute suites. There's the little suites at the hotel that they were, they were booked all night as well, but I was going to go see, I thought that a room was going to open up at five fifteen, which it didn't. They were, I should have booked it online, but live and learn. Um, so we were just walking around and um, then kind of just surveying this, you know, everything. And I knew there was a seven o'clock Nashville flight. So I went then and waited at that flight to see, did it actually take off? Because at this point it was so stormy. I like, there was so much ice and snow outside in Dallas. And then I knew that the ice and snow was coming to Nashville. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know that this flight is going to take off, but it did. That flight took off. And So I went to try to get to my other gate, which had moved to another terminal to get on my 836 flight. And I had noticed that the trains that run between the terminals were running very slowly and they were only running one of them, I think because of the ice and snow. So I allowed an hour, which usually it might take 10 minutes, 15 minutes max, but I allowed an hour. Well, I was so glad that I did because the train stopped and got stuck in the E-terminal. And they told everybody to get off. They said, the train is not working. You're going to have to take a shuttle to your terminal. The problem is, is that in the E-terminal, the only way to get to the A-terminal, which is where I needed to go, or maybe the C-terminal, I don't remember because they kept changing the gates, but was you had to go outside security, outside the building, and take a shuttle to the other terminal. Well, I was like, I don't have enough time to do that before my flight is taking off. And so I just waited there for a little while. And then the train started working again. So I got on it and then it stopped in the middle of the track. Just, just stop. And so then we were stuck out in the middle of the tracks for a while. Um, but I made it to my gate in time and then my flight got delayed multiple times. And I thought there's just, there's no way we're, there's no way we're getting out of here. Somehow we did. But then I thought, I don't think we're going to be able to land because they kept, they were telling us the weather's deteriorating in Nashville. We don't know. Like 
every minute that it takes for us to get out the door here is one more minute that might mean that we're not going to be able to land Mm -hmm. in Nashville. And it ended up that then we landed. They wouldn't even let us after we landed. We couldn't even go on the runway or the taxiway taxiway for a while because they had to de-ice it. And then we couldn't get to our gate because there was so much snow and ice, they had to bring in equipment to clear all the snow and ice so we could get to our gate. But come to find out, I think we were one of one of two flights that got in from Dallas that day. They canceled all the rest of the flights. So that three o'clock flight that I had been on got canceled. Oh. I would have gotten stuck in Dallas for who knows how long mm-hmm. because so many people then would have been trying because yep. three, at least three flights were canceled to Nashville. So then a bunch more people would have been trying to get to Nashville. So then the flights would have been way overbooked. And then also hardly any flights made it into Nashville and most all flights were canceled. One of my friends was on a flight that was Right after my flight, she was coming from Ohio. She got on her flight and then they canceled it 15 minutes after she got on her flight. So they had to get off and she had to spend the night in Ohio. And so there was just thing after thing after thing like that, where, you know, I look back and just see how God answered so many prayers and he was just so faithful to take care of me and to provide exactly the the people and the help and the, just what I needed to make it through. And, you know, the other big thing for me that I thought about a lot in this was how I kind of felt helpless when it's 1215 at night, I don't have a place to stay and I don't know anybody and don't want to go outside because it's so cold. And I just kept thinking about all those people who are homeless. Mm -hmm. Like here I was inside an airport I have money that I could buy food and water, hot coffee, drinks, whatever I needed. Um, I had multiple layers of clothes in my suitcase that I actually ended up putting on because it was really cold um, in certain parts of the airport. And, you know, so many people, that would have been just such a luxurious situation to be in a warm space with money to buy food, the ability to get food and, you know, people to call, like Mm -hmm. I could call you and ask people online to pray and text my mom and put more warm clothes on and buy food. And I just, it just really made me think about how challenging some people have it and how that was such a small minor inconvenience in the grand scheme of things and just gave me much more empathy. And to think of these moms who are trying to care for little children in the freezing cold weather. And so that was just something that really struck me with that feeling of helplessness thinking, Oh my goodness, this is so far from helpless and hopeless comparatively. Um, You know, even though I really wouldn't want to go through it again, um, it was just a really drop in the bucket sort of situation compared to what a lot of people go through on a daily basis. And that was just really a good thing for me to think through. So I mentioned that I finished a book recently. It was a book on motherhood. 
It was called Expect Something Beautiful, Finding God's Good Gifts in Motherhood by Laura Booz. And I actually met her at a blogging conference a number of years ago. And I just remember she just struck me as such a, just this woman that had this beautiful smile and just this charisma that you just wanted to spend time with her because she just was so gentle and loving. And um, this book it really exudes that sort of gentle, loving kindness that I remember from her and just encouragement. I think it would be especially good for any young mom or mom with young children who is struggling to find joy in motherhood, who is feeling overwhelmed in motherhood, or just who wants to really embrace this gift that God has given them, but maybe you're struggling with that. And so um, I'd encourage you to read this book, Expect Something Beautiful, Finding God's Good Gifts in Motherhood. We will link that in the show notes. And speaking of products, I talked about my book light. I actually have it right here. Jesse, you have gotten where you really love this light as well. Um, it's called a Huga, I think. And it's this tiny little book light that gives off sort of this amber light. And so in the mornings, we talked about not using any artificial light. I will use this to read before the sun comes up. I go out on my walk and then I go out on the back porch under blankets and it's a screened in porch. And I use this little book light to read my Bible and um, journal and um, then read some chapters of some encouraging books and a devotional. And so this light I love it because it just gives off a little bit of light, but it's a perfect amount. There's actually three different settings, but I took it with me on our trip um, so that I could continue to not have artificial lights when I was in Kansas. And so it's very, very portable and very small. And um, you can, but it gives off enough light that like we talked about being able to even get dressed or Mm -hmm. see to make breakfast or something. Like it's just enough to be able to have a little bit of light without it being this glaring light that kind of wakes you up in a way that's not real great for your system. Speaking of weird things that uh, we've been trying or doing. I don't know where this is going. uh, So one of my goals for 2024 was to learn how to make sourdough. And it is, what is today even? Uh... January 18th, as we're recording this, and I have made two loaves of sourdough bread. I ordered sourdough um, starter. It was dehydrated sourdough starter from, uh, she has an Instagram account called Acts of Sourdough. I believe she also has a website called actsofsourdough.com. But I love because on her Instagram, she literally walked you through how to rehydrate this starter. I'm a very visual person, and so being able to see the videos was super, super helpful. And it took a few days for it to start really bubbling up and doubling in size, which is what you want before you um, make your loaves of bread. Jesse was so kind to feed the starter while I was gone (laughs) because I really wanted to be able to make bread when I got home. I thought, I don't know, sourdough bread has always really, really intimidated me, but I have just found that it's way easier than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. And honestly, You feed the starter every day if you're wanting to make bread in the next few days and have a good hydrated fermented starter. Um, It might take, I don't know, a minute, maybe two minutes or something maximum. And then to make the loaves of bread, I mean, it's a little bit of a, 
it's kind of over the course of 24 hours to make the loaf of bread and bake it. But it's very little actual work during that 24 hour period. There's just a few things you have to do like to mix, feed the starter, then later on mix up the dough and then put it in a bowl and then do the stretch and folds, which helps with the fermentation process and then put it in a bowl to rise and then put it in the Dutch oven in the oven. I mean, it's just basically that. And it's way easier than I would say really any other bread that I've made. And I've made lots and lots of yeast breads and it tastes so good. It was good. So I'm really, really excited about that. In fact, uh, there's a joke that people keep telling me that like that sourdough is kind of the gateway drug to all sorts of things. As in you start making your sourdough and then pretty soon you want to get chickens. And then pretty soon you're looking at buying a hobby farm and making everything from scratch. I haven't researched how to buy chickens or get a cow, but we have an HOA. Yes. It makes it impossible. Right. Um, I'm not looking, not in the market for a hobby farm, but I have been very, very inspired that I want to make more things from scratch. And so I just, Jesse, I didn't even tell you this. Uh I just bought kefir grains to be able to make water kefir. And I bought a kombucha making brewing, I guess it's called a brewing kit. And so we will keep you all posted on that. Uh, you can follow along on Instagram. I'm the money saving mom. If you are interested in things like that, or you just want to laugh at uh, the craziness that, you know, crystal is becoming. I just keep thinking of people who maybe followed me four years ago and then stopped following me. This happens often where people will maybe, I don't know, life gets busy or they decide that they don't like me anymore or whatever. And then maybe four years later, they remember, oh, remember that girl I used to follow? I wonder what she's up to. And then if they come on my, and they're like, what? Crystal is walking outside in the morning and setting a goal to do a thousand hours outside and making sourdough and brewing kombucha. And I'm like, they're going to be like, what is wrong with her? What has happened? We maybe like my friend said, I need an intervention or something. I don't know if it's a midlife crisis or what, but I was telling the kids this morning that I think some of it has to do with the fact that I've been in newborn and baby mode for the last four years because we brought home four babies from the hospital. And so I'm not pregnant, don't have a baby. And so I just have all this energy that I need to put into like nurturing something. And so I'm feeding my sourdough and learning how to make kombucha. I don't know. We'll see if that turns out, but if anyone has done kefir, I've done dairy kefir, but I've never done water kefir before. It looks like it's pretty simple. Kombucha looks a little bit more complicated, but I thought sourdough seemed very complicated. And uh, so we'll see. But if you've done any of those things before, you have any great sourdough discard recipes or any great sourdough recipes, send them my way because this is my whole new life now. Um, and maybe in a few weeks, we're going to be talking about that hobby farm that we're buying. <laughs> Speaking of food, before we close, I just wanted to mention that if you did not know, I recently launched a 10-week menu plan. It's does not include sourdough. does not include sourdough or water kefir or kombucha. 10 weeks of money-saving menus. So if you are looking for some encouragement to 
menu plan. You want to spend more time around the table. You want to spend less time in the drive through lane this year. You want to spend less money at the store, less money on food. These are our family's very favorite recipes. There are 10 weeks all done for you. So you're going to get six dinner recipes every single week for 10 weeks. And then you're going to get done for you grocery list as well that are divided by categories in the store. So we'll link to that in the show notes and we have a special deal for you. If you use coupon code podcast at checkout, you're going to get the 10 weeks of money saving menus for just $9. $9. That's less than a dollar a week to have someone, me, plan your menu for you and your grocery list, do all the work for you. And hopefully not only save you time, save you money, but introduce you to some really fantastic meals that we have loved. And I'm loving hearing from people on Instagram who are saying how much they are enjoying the menus and that their kids are surprising them by really loving foods that maybe they've never tried before. Although I think all the recipes have very simple, basic ingredients, but um, I'm loving just that it's helping people to save money and also just encouraging them to spend time in the kitchen in a way that is fun and not feeling like it's stressful. So again, we'll link to that in the show notes. Make sure to use coupon code podcast to get them for $9. Thanks so much for joining us today. Who knows what we'll have to update you on in a week or two from now when we're back with um, one of our episodes, but I hope you have a great week. And as always, we love hearing from you. If you have any feedback or want to stage an intervention, uh, you can send an email to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.